All right, Justin, sing me a cover of a song that's 25 years old. Let's not get that specific. 20 plus years old. That's a shitty song because the original was also shitty. And does the, so the, the song itself has to be 20 plus years old, but the cover doesn't have to be. No, let's, let's just go simple. Sing me a song where both the, uh, the, it's a cover song where both the original and the cover are shitty. Let's get rid of the timetable. Hmm. Both the original and the cover. <laughs> How about why do you do this to me? God, I'm not, I don't even know. How many covers are there of shitty songs? Normally they don't get covers when they're bad. Um, uh, damn it. I'm, I am drawing a total blank. I don't know. Man, I cannot think of anything. Damn, man. What is this like three in a row? Golly, I'm on a drought right now. I'm just saying, Justin, don't make it sound like you were ever really on a winning streak. Except whenever I stopped caring about the score for a little bit. Because I didn't know what it was. So. Yeah. Concerned about my, my, my 500 record here. You're well below it now. Uh, Heather, what about you? <laughs> yeah, I 100% don't have anything because all the ones I'm thinking of are either both good covers or one good, one bad. I can't think of one where both are bad. So I 100% do not have an answer on this one. <laughs> you guys severely disappoint me. I know it's Severely. difficult to think of one. Mainly because I then. didn't have one either. I wanted oh. <laughs> you guys to come up with one. I see. I've got songs. I've got songs where I like. I hate the cover, but the original's good. Or I don't like the original, but the cover is good. I don't yeah. really have a both. But I was hoping you guys would come up with something. I was going to surprise you guys too if you came up with something. I was going to give you like twenty points because we were going to uh, use. Course. Fake video game style points type of scoring with this today. <laughs> nice. Just to keep it on theme. <laughs> that you know. would have been pretty cool. Man, because I'm I had I don't have nothing. One but I, I knew that that's the question I had to ask because that is so on theme with this. Yeah, it is. I just feel weird because I feel like before our episode last week, I called what this movie would be. And it just was. Is exactly what I said. At least to me. <laughs> to me personally, it's exactly what I said it was. Oh, man. Now I'm sad. I wanted you guys to come up with something. I'm really bummed out. I wanted style points. But alas, there's nothing. Just like this movie. Intro. <laughs> Hey, Cinefans, and welcome back to another episode of the Cinema Slayers podcast. I'm Sterling, and as always, I'm joined by Heather Justin. And today, tonight, 
I don't know why I keep pigeonholing myself into that. Why do I put a time period on it? This episode is about the one, the only, the in theaters and on HBO Max, Warner Brothers movie, Space Jam, The New Legacy or A New Legacy or something. One of those. The combination of some of those words. We will be talking about what we like, didn't like, and everything in between this. We will go spoiler-free recommendations and scores. And then into a more spoiler-centric section with time codes in the description to help you jump around if you so desire to do so. With that, spoiler-free, cast and go. All right. So walking into Space Jam, a new legacy, I don't I don't really know uh what I was expecting or if I was even expecting much of anything. I mean, I just knew that I kind of had a feeling that it wasn't going to be that great. But I figured, you know, if it gets me to laugh and if it's kind of entertaining and maybe this is an attempt to kind of update the Looney Tunes and stuff like that, there'll probably be some nostalgic stuff for older people. And, you know, if it's at least halfway decent and the movie has kind of a decent message, you know, maybe I'll have a good time with it. You know, I really went in with just kind of really low expectations and man, it like, even with those low expectations, I I really don't think that this was very good at all. Like even with that, like it just felt, like a big Warner Brothers advertisement. Like the, there were just so many references and Warner Brothers characters and movies and stuff like that, that it just kind of buries, like I think, some of the story elements that I thought the film had a chance to develop and do well. But it's almost like it doesn't get a chance because the film just feels so unfocused. Like, and, and I guess that was just a big problem. So just imagine um, trying to watch something unfocused or you're talking to someone and they can't stay on subject of what you're talking about. And that happens for almost two hours. That's pretty much what this film is. I mean, it's just, it really is just kind of all over the place. And you, and you're probably thinking, well, it's a kid's movie, but to me, that it wasn't like, oh, this is all over the place and mindless because it's trying to have high energy and entertain kids. It just felt very, very just confusing and unfocused in what it was doing like and so when you have all these characters and all these things like like you're just looking for even in kids movies i just expect basic things like characters that you can root for um characters having arcs you know like just some of the characters even having arcs just was kind of devoid in this um you know, just certain characters just having motivations that I can understand. Or, I don't know, a a basketball game just actually being a basketball game. (laughs) Like, you know, even that, even strangely as I say this, even though this was supposed to be about playing a basketball game, uh, 
was a basketball game even played? I, I'm not even sure. Um, Do you want the answer to that, Justin, or was that rhetorical? Because <laughs> the answer is no. Yeah, I know, right? Like, I'm not even sure. I, I, I really don't think a basketball game was even played um, based on what I saw. And I don't know, that might be a spoiler, I, I, but I don't think it is, though. Like, I don't think there's I, anything just, to truly spoil in this film. I know. I mean, really, in a way, the film just kind of just it, it is a spoiler, but not a spoiler like, oh, I'm giving away things before you know them. It's just spoiled two hours of my life. <laughs> that's really what it did. It just spoiled some time, and that's time I can never get back. And, and like, you know, the, the, there was one joke that I thought hit better than any of the other jokes. And I'm curious to see if it hit with y'all or were y'all like, yeah, that was lame too. But there was one joke that where I did laugh and it got a big laugh out of me. And I did think that it was actually funny. But I don't want to talk about that to the spoilers because I do think it's actually, it, it was actually a good joke. I mean, I want to th- know what it is now, Justin. Just fuck it. What is the joke? Because I had one also. <laughs> I'll, I'll just say it has to do with um, the, the the goat of basketball. I'll just put it that way. Okay, I know which one you're talking about with that. Oh, yeah. That's I agree with you. not but, the yeah. one joke I had. I'll say my okay, joke because so, my joke is not a spoiler. The one joke I thought that fit, and it was the only time a reference to this movie worked in this movie, is whenever LeBron goes up to the Warner 3000 right after it sucks in Dom. And he goes, what in the Matrix hell? Oh, okay. That's the only joke I think actually landed, especially with the reference to the Matrix. And I'll get into more of that later. Okay. I got you. I got you. Um, okay. I'm on the same so page you- with you, Justin. I thought that uh, the one you're talking about was pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I thought that that was pretty hilarious. But that might be like the one time... And then the rest of the movie, like, there was some stuff that they did with some of the Looney Tunes characters. And there are some places that we go because we go all over different Warner Brothers properties and movies and stuff like that. You know, there's Matrix stuff. There's Harry Potter stuff. There's so we so we go and they kind of mix things with the Looney Tunes and stuff like that. And some of those things, those amalgamations or whatever you want to call them. Some of those things I thought were interesting, but it, it just, but really, like when you really look at this, it really is just a bunch of random Warner Brothers stuff happening. And there, it tries to have a story, but there's not really one. And Don Cheadle and LeBron and everybody, I feel, tries. Like, I mean, I felt like Don Cheadle was having a lot of fun. I did. I did feel like he, was kind of having a blast playing this this villain algae rhythm character but despite that despite his energy and stuff like that it was just i, I just there was just nothing really in this to sink your teeth into and it was and it's kind of weird to me because it's like okay i get that this was supposed to be for kids but like I, i'm wondering how many kids would actually enjoy something like this? Like, is this something that 
a kid would actually get enjoyment out of. Like a lot of the references and stuff like that, and a lot of the nostalgia stuff didn't seem like it was for, you know, kids now. It felt like it was. Like it was stuff that I would understand because I watched the old Space Jammer. You know, I grew up with the Looney Tunes and stuff like that. So it felt like, so even though, yes, this is supposed to be a movie for kids, it, it, it felt kind of strangely off in some, in some ways from that. Like, I don't know, especially with some of the characters and references that we see. And so I don't even know if it did its job of kind of, updating the looney tunes or trying to kind of get them to kind of branch over to kind of reach kids of today and then the video game stuff mixing it with the basketball stuff i i just feel like it was so unfocused with everything that i don't know if anything quite landed the way that they wanted so dare i say you know all that you i've been hearing all week is the comparisons you know between the old one and this one is it better than the original is it um you know the the whole michael jordan versus lebron james argument that's just been a subject of basketball for years now all of that's kind of coming back to fruition with this and uh dare i say uh even though it isn't by much i do think the original is better than this <laughs> at least it had a soundtrack at least um it had Bill Murray and, you know, it had some actors that were kind of helping ride this along. I, I feel like this was just in dire need of a different direction and story. And it just did not have any of that. So, yeah, uh, that's ultimately where I landed with this. Heather, what about you? So this one's interesting for me because on the one hand, it is not a good movie. <laughs> it's not in any way a good film. Um, I mean, it's, it's pretty bad. Like it, it really is bad. And I expected that it would be pretty bad. But on the other hand, I did like it more than I expected to a little bit, to be honest. And I do think it is because of those elements they did where they, um, they make references to certain things um, that while they might not be geared towards the kids, I feel like maybe the reason that they were put in there is so that adults could also enjoy this film. I don't know. But regardless, I just think they were a little bit clever with some of the cameos and references that they make for certain things. And that made it enjoyable. Like for me, that was the best part of this film, which isn't saying much, <laughs> but I would say. If there was something in this film I did enjoy, it's going to be that aspect of it. Um, even the joke that you're talking about, Jasmine, and we'll get into, even that, that was enjoyable. Um, they, they did have some things that landed a little bit um, with the humor, not a lot, but just a few things that did, that were a little bit amusing. And most of that just came from the random cameos and references that they would make about stuff in that universe. Um, but that being said, it's still not a good movie. It's super cheesy. It is a little bit um, kind of sporadic. or it, it does feel like it's a little bit all over the place. I agree with Jason on that. Although I will disagree with Jason in the sense that I do think this movie is slightly better than the original. I say that because 
I do think that they added a little bit more fun elements into it, like the uh, the technology side of things and the gaming side of things. And I feel like they just added a few more ingredients into the mix here that made it just a little bit more entertaining um, in that aspect. So granted, I haven't seen the original Space Jam in a couple of years at least, um, but I do think I liked this one better. Maybe because it felt more fresh, it felt a little bit more modern, and maybe that's why I say that. And still like Jason though, not by much. It's not better by much at all. But I do think that I liked it just slightly better because of those elements and the humorous cameos and references they make, I think made this movie, it actually landed a little bit more on the humorous side to me than the original for the most part, with the exception of Bill Murray, because it's Bill Murray. So, um, but yeah, so that, that's my takeaway from it. Again, those things don't make this a good movie. <laughs> they don't make it a great movie in any sort of way. It still is not great. But I did surprisingly enjoy it a slightly more than I expected to. So that is my non-spoiler takeaway from it. Um, to sum this movie up, I'm going to paraphrase the joke I mentioned earlier earlier by saying, what in the Warner Brothers hell was this movie? <laughs> it is probably one of the most joke-dense movies I've ever seen. They, It feels like they try to hit 9,000 jokes a minute with a success rate of one, maybe two for the whole movie. It is sad. I think that that's my biggest problem with this movie is every scene feels like they're going for a joke. Every scene. And when you're going at that high of a rate, there is zero chance of having quality with them. And it shows in this movie. Uh, like Justin said earlier, they don't really play basketball in this movie. Um, I'm a big fan of basketball. Big fan. One of one of the weird my weirdly favorite things in a basketball basketball game is the last two minutes of a basketball day game takes about thirty five minutes to play out in real life. It's forever. This movie does that just through the whole movie though. Like it's just the whole movie is just drawn out <laughs> longer than it needs to be. The first movie comes in at like what an hour twenty seven something like that. Yeah, this is fucking an hour fifty five. And nothing about this movie deserves an extra half hour. Nothing. It is grossly too long. Especially for what it is. This movie also has the problem of a huge identity crisis. Of, does it want to be a new Space Jam for a new generation? Or, does it just want to be a reference machine to the first Space Jam for adults? Yep, and it exactly. does not succeed on either level. I know a lot of people are like, well, it's not made for 30-year-olds. It's a kid's movie. This movie has more adult movie references in it than Madagascar did, and Madagascar had too many. Yeah. This movie references Game of Thrones. This movie references The Matrix, which is also an adult movie and way too old for them to reference in this, but not old enough for it to be like, 
a weird classic throwback. You can reference Wizard of Oz in this. That is fine. I will kind of be okay with you refer- referencing Casablanca, with the exception of the fact that it's a fucking kids movie. They don't know what it is, so don't do it. But this movie references The Matrix. It references Game of Thrones. It references fucking Mad Max Fury fucking Road. <laughs> Why? Why? Because this is a kid's movie. It should be a kid's movie. Be like Pixar. Make just a movie that the family can enjoy. Don't make a kid's movie with dumb adult jokes just thrown in because kids won't get it. Because you're hoping an adult will go, oh, I get it. Don't do that. If there's one rule you should ever follow when it comes to making a, a family movie or a kid's movie is don't do what DreamsWorks does with it. It's fucking dumb. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, Madagascar is weirdly filled with references to American beauty all throughout that movie. And if there is ever a movie that should never be referenced in a kid's movie, it's American fucking beauty. <laughs> but this is, like I said, Mad Max Fury Road, Game of Thrones, The Matrix, Casablanca. I'm like, what the fuck are you referencing, really? And then Clockwork they- Orange. <laughs> oh, don't. I've got a story Clock for you about some of orange. these characters. Oh, no, there's a worse one than Clockwork Orange in those references of Warner Brothers characters that I've oh, got a God. story about that I learned on another podcast. Okay. Yes, we will get to that. So, but it's just full of all this bullshit. And yet, it spends, what, five seconds referencing Harry Potter? Why couldn't you just do some Harry Potter shit for this? Why couldn't you just keep the references all kid shit? It's not that fucking hard. This movie is just wildly all over the place with an identity crisis of what does it want to be. And it never decides and it never works. I kind of agree with you, Justin, slightly about uh, Don Cheadle. The, what I appreciated about Don Cheadle in this movie is that Don Cheadle overacts in almost every scene he's in. And that's a glorious thing to watch. Don Cheadle overacting is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) But the problem is, is almost every word he was overacting was bullshit and stupid and just fucking (laughs) terrible to deal with. His name is Algae Rhythm. That has got to be (laughs) the single worst name in fictional history. And they say it no less than 27.4 billion times in this movie. And every single time it was said, I cringed. Because it hurt my soul. I don't even necessarily believe in the human soul. Until I watched this movie, and I felt it being hurt by every time they said algae rhythm. Wow. One thing I will say is, uh, well, LeBron might not be an actual actor. I think he's a better actor than Michael Jordan. I'll say that much for damn sure. Yeah. Michael Jordan has the acting chops of a fucking mop. At least LeBron James felt like a person. Ish. Yeah. And the I'll only give reason you that the he only, did act better than Michael. Yeah. The only reason why I say ish in this movie is just nothing is real in this movie. Nothing. 
the people in this movie, I defy and say they're not people. There's just nothing that is actually successful in this movie with a lot of this stuff. Like the version of basketball they play is supposed to be a video game. Doesn't even follow video game rules. Like nothing in this movie follows any of its own damn rules. Confusingly so. I think the only type of child that can enjoy this might be like an ADHD child. And I say this because when I was a kid, I was an ADHD child. Not like I grew out of it. I still have, you know, ADHD, but this movie does not stick to anything for more than like 2.7 seconds. It is just constantly changing and doing something with little to no value or effect or reason at all. But I will say this, it is constantly doing something just all the time. Painfully so. And this movie makes so many weird references to the first Space Jam. Like, we get it. They just, it felt throughout the movie, they just kept doing it. It's like, what the fuck are they doing? Um, I'm not going to say one of them is better than the other one. They are the same quality. Like, well, this one has no soundtrack or anything like this. LeBron's a better actor and I don't know. There's some shit in there, I guess. But like the first movie, all it really had was Bill Murray in a soundtrack. They had Cornbread fucking McGee as a valuable basketball player in that movie. That's how little that movie cared. What's that fucker's name? Like that really tall ass guy that just looks like he's obviously from the state of Nebraska. Are you talking about Christian Leitner? No, no, no. That Christian Leitner one is Larry Bird. No, not Larry Bird. He's from Indiana. <laughs> no, the really tall fucker, the one that with the blue monster. Um. Oh, uh, George Murasan. Is that him? No. Was it? Was it him? No. I don't know. Doc McStuffins. Whatever the fuck that guy's name. He just looks like the human equivalent of Nebraska. But he's like seven foot tall. (laughs) Whatever the fuck that guy's name was. Like, yeah, that was terrible. Like, they legitimately thought that was a good idea to have him. Because they were like, yeah, he's going to be the next awesome big man. No, that guy was the next awesome nothing. You don't talk about Sean Bradley, are you? That's that fucker's name. Okay. Sean Bradley. Exactly. The most forgettable seven-footer in the NBA ever. (laughs) See, you can't say the first base jam was good. They thought Sean Bradley was good at basketball. Come on. That's why the the fucking uh, the Hornets suck so bad. It's because Michael Jordan... Wait, they are the Hornets again, right? Yeah, they are the Hornets again. They weren't for a little bit. Now they are again. That's why they suck. Because Michael Jordan doesn't know how to evaluate talent. He can play. He's one of the greatest of all time. I think it's debatable. But he is one of the best all time ever. Whatever. But he can't evaluate talent. He sucks at it. And it's ever so much more obvious that he was like, yeah, we should get Sean Bradley for this movie. Fuck off, man. 
at least all the basketball players that they put in this movie are good. I don't necessarily agree with how they used them, but they're good. Anyway, uh, recommendations, of course. Yeah. Recommendations and score. Uh, Heather, go. Nah, I mean, I, I don't recommend it. I mean, I don't even think the the. It's weird because the first movie, I loved it when I was younger because I was a child of the '90s. So you know, I grew up on it. Big Looney Tunes fan, all this stuff. It's the most '90s thing you'll ever watch in your life. Um, but of course, you know, now that I'm older and I know better, it's not a good movie at all. And I, I can admit that, (laughs) um, this one is not really any different. I mean, if you, for whatever reason, just want to see LeBron in a movie acting or whatever, sure. But no, it's not really. And even that's not worth it. Like no offense, LeBron, but it's not his acting skills are not on the level where you should only solely watch a movie for his acting. (laughs) So I don't really recommend it. Um, I don't really recommend either one of them to be honest at this point, but no, it's, I, I, I can't with good conscience say, yes, this movie's good. Go watch it. No, it's not even really, I think I do agree. I think that a lot of the references will be lost on kids probably and so it might not keep their interest because you know thinking back on it you guys are right like a lot of those jokes are geared towards people who are old enough to remember some of the things they're talking about and yeah so I do feel like it would easily lose the interest of kids who it's supposedly targeted for so no it's not it's not special it's not great it was unnecessary to make it in the first place (laughs) but um, yeah, I'm going to give it, um, we'll go with 38. Why would you not have Bill Murray in a cameo out of a hundred? Justin, what about you? Yeah. Um, I really can't recommend this either, or at least, um, if you are going to watch it, just kind of what I said about some of the uh, other movies that that we saw that were bad or like what I said about F9 watch it the cheapest way possible if you're going to do that you know you might as well just stream it on HBO Max but I don't think that this is anything to go to the theater and enjoy or anything like that I don't think that the theater in enhances this and um and yeah just unfortunately I I or well, not really unfortunately but just you know, if we're comparing, I'm just, I guess I'm just on the other side of it. I think the first movie is, it was infinitely more focused than this one. You know, at least I kind of understood what was happening and who the, and the bad guys, they, I understood what they were trying to do. I understood what the good guys were trying to do. And I understood character motivations. I think even from just, the bare bones, what makes a movie comparisons. I can say that the first one is better because it just add more of those elements. This one was so all over the place and unfocused that I just don't know how it's a better movie or, you know, in any way, you know, it just was just 
so all over the place. And like, I, I didn't even understand what the villain was trying to do. Still don't. And I, I don't imagine I will even after this conversation is over. But, uh, but yeah, that's just me. You know, that's just the film critic in me, you know. Um, you know, if you've got two <laughs> movies and one of them checks off more things with clarity than the other one, then I'm going to say this one is better. Even if they both are technically bad, you can still execute better than another film. And to me, the old one executes better than this one does. Uh, as far as like a score, like I think if you're maybe, I don't know, let me try to get get it down to an age like i think if you're maybe 10 and under maybe i could see this being cool you won't get all the reference the references but you do have the looney tunes doing their looney tunes slapstick stuff and that might be enough to satisfy like your younger audience and stuff like that and there is a lot of bright special effects and you know, video game stuff happening and stuff like that. So I, I could see maybe that age group, uh, you, you know, they might um, enjoy this. And there are a lot of references and stuff like that for adults. So there will be some adults sitting there going, oh, I remember that. Or, oh, look, Game of Thrones. Or, look, it's Batman. Or, it's the Joker. Or, look, it's Adam West. Or, the Adam West Batman. Or, whatever the case may be. So, maybe there's some enjoyment to get out of that. But there's definitely nothing to get out of this narrative. So, that's just kind of where I fall with it. Um, As far as a score, I'm going to go with... Uh, I'm going to go with 35, 35. (laughs) Why in the world were there Clark work orange characters in this out of a (laughs) hundred? Hey, that's fair. Fair. Heather, wait, where the fuck am I? I don't even know. (laughs) God damn. Okay. No, fuck this movie. Fuck the first one too. It's garbage. Get the fuck over it. The first one fucking sucks, people. Quit acting like the first Space Jam movie is a fucking classic or any of that bullshit. It's a fucking terrible movie. And so is this one. It fucking sucks. It does. I I get what you're saying, Justin, about why you can say the first one's better or any of that stuff. Uh, I just, I don't... I don't think much in the first one works at all. Just like this one. I don't think much in this one works at all. I just, I really do think that they are the same fucking movie almost. Like, it's just, this is a modern version. Like, so this one has more modern failures. Like, the first Space Jam has very 1995 failures. This one just has 2021 failures. But now, fuck it, I don't recommend it. Not even on HBO Max. I think the only responsible way to view this film is to pirate it. (laughs) Bam. And you hate that, so. And I'm not saying that you should pirate fans out there. I'm just saying, what do your friends pirate it so they get in trouble? I'm not advocating for pirating a movie. I would never do that. But I'm just saying, if you come across somebody with this like pirately, like a pirate download of this, I wouldn't blame you on watching it that way. 
So I don't, I don't want any of you to do it. I'm just saying, if you find a version of that at your friend's house, just watch it there. Even if you are already paying for HBO Max, do not watch it on your HBO Max account. That would be irresponsible of you. Because then that would tell them that, you know, you're paying for this and you were going to put some, like, what you consider your money's worth of HBO Max watching into this. And it absolutely in no way, shape, or form deserves that. It sucks. Uh, score. I'm going to give it... Hmm, what am I going to give this movie? I don't know. I've been very torn about this movie. So I'm going to give this movie... The score of how many days I had to watch part of it in a row because I could not bring myself to watch it all in one sitting, which is a three. I watched part <laughs> of this movie over three different days because I just could not sit there and watch this whole movie at once. So I'll give it a three out of a hundred. A three, yeah, a three out of something. Or three out of a hundred somethings of something or something. (laughs) Yeah, spoilers? Yeah. Yep. Spoilers. Why were there three Matrix references in this fucking movie? There were three. Three fucking Matrix references in this movie. Why? Exactly. Exactly. I'm going (laughs) to leave that pause in there. Because that is <laughs> proof of what I'm saying. Why? Why was there a single Mad Max Fury Road reference in this movie? Why was there multiple, just multiple Game of Thrones references in this movie? Why was Pennywise in this movie? <laughs> yeah. As Justin said, why were the the bad guys or whatever from Clockwork Orange in this movie. I want to ask you guys a question. Um, behind Don Cheadle for most of this movie, kind of near the Night King and the White Walkers from Game of Thrones, there there was a nun in all white with a black cross on her. Did you see her? Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you know what movie that's from? Nope. Mm-mm. Okay. So that's from a movie from the 1970s that Warner Brother did called The Devils, which kind of also has some homicidal nymphomaniac nun type people in there. This movie is so controversial that outside of it being on VHS and DVD, Warner Brothers has stated that they will not transfer it to Blu-ray or streaming because of the content of the movie. And somehow one of those fucking nuns is in a child's movie. What the fuck? (laughs) What is this fucking godforsaken mess of a movie? They won't release it to adults to buy on Blu-ray, but they will put one of those fucking characters in this fucking movie. What? Are they doing at Warner Brothers? That character 
that nun had more screen time in this movie than Harry Potter did. What are they doing? Also, LeBron James. Why wouldn't you have why wouldn't you want a wizard from Hogwarts on your basketball team, dude? Come on. Man, they got broomsticks, magic wands, they can do whatever the fuck they want. Why wouldn't you put a wizard on there? When he's making his little dream team list. Not gonna put fucking other like a wizard right. on there? And why was the only Harry Potter reference we got in this movie, like one at the beginning when they're like, LeBron James can be can be LeBron James in the Chamber of Secrets. Catching the snitch. And then later, LeBron James going, I'm a Hufflepuff. Yeah, yeah. And that's it. That's all they referenced fucking Harry Potter. One of the best-selling book franchises of all time. One of the most successful film franchises of all time. And almost must-visit theme park-going experience. And it's on the screen for a maybe combined total of eight seconds. But you have the audacity to have an entire scene from Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> you have the gumption to not only have a scene from the Matrix, but then to also have another like reference to it later in the movie. What the fuck was this movie doing? Plus, what, what, what was the bad, what was the bad team called? The Goon Squad? The Goon Squad versus the Toon Squad? Yeah, the Goon Squad. I mean, we have to admit at least one thing better about the originals. The Monstars is a better name. But, I mean, I just, this movie was just utterly just dog shit. Like, what was the deal of whenever they came out after halftime? And then they're just like, LeBron's just like, yeah, guys, we're going to have fun. It's the fun game now. We're going to do some fun. Fun, 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 fun. I just felt like I died a little when that scene happened. Like, <laughs> as much as I do think LeBron is a somewhat decent comedic actor and all this other stuff, he's by far the best thing about the movie Trainwreck. Why? Why does he not know how to make a weird face? Like, you know, when all the tunes come back from halftime and they make the weird face at him at the goon squad. Oh, yeah. Like, what the fuck was LeBron's face? <laughs> he just kind of puffed out his cheeks a little bit like. Mm. <laughs> also, I know this is like a video game type of thing, but they're like, yeah, the scoring, you get style points and this and that and blah, blah, blah. How did they get up to like a thousand points in the first half? Like off doing all these trick shots and all this bullshit. But then no matter what they did in the second half of the game, outside of like the tunes doing a few things, like I guess in the fourth quarter or whatever, why was just every play, no matter what they did, worth two points only? <laughs> yeah, I didn't even notice that. They don't even get their style points anymore in the fourth quarter of this game. Like they're at thousands and shit. But like when when LeBron posterizes Don Cheadle. Earlier in the game, you see that that gets you bonus points. Or like in the, oh, yeah. like in the, whenever Dom is showing his dad the game, you get bonus points for posterizing. He posterized this man, this, this program or algorithm or whatever the fuck you want to call it. He posterized it to literal death and it was worth two points. 
<laughs> like the, the, even the video game aspect of it had no consistency when it was like built around that it was built around the idea of it being a video game just no consistency whatsoever which might sound nitpicky but like they're the ones that made it up and they so poorly thought it out that they couldn't even they didn't even know what the, they didn't even remember their own scoring system throughout the movie like that's what shows how little they cared about this movie. They didn't even remember how they kept score. <laughs> like, what the hell? And like, this is kind of more of a question for Justin than you, Heather, because just due to previous conversations, I know Justin is more of a video gamer than you. Mm. Do you understand the game mechanics at all of his video game whenever he was showing it? No. Exactly. <laughs> It's like they kind of made it seem like it was a fighting game, but of basketball. Like you would do a combo and you would get points and then the other guy would just do a combo against you and get points. Like it wasn't a basketball game. It was like a weird take turn. How many buttons can I mash type of weird thing? Yeah, almost like it had RPG elements. Like it was weird. Like I saw, I saw RPG elements. I saw kind of. NBA Jam ish type stuff or NBA Street or whatever, you know, games like that where it's kind of like over the top sports or whatever, Blitz or, you know, uh, uh, there's been a million games like that, but that's what it reminded me of. I saw elements of that, but yeah, I saw like RPG elements where you could improve your stats and stuff like that. It was all, it was just, they just took a bunch of video game concepts and just mixed them all together and said, it doesn't matter the rhyme or reason or how this works. Just have video game things in there. Literally, I could just see somebody going, put video game things in there. <laughs> Whatever those yeah, are. Exactly. Like, even the idea of streaming when like he's showing his dad and he's like, oh, what are all those little people? And it's like, oh, yeah. That's people watching my stream. You know, the better you do, the more people show up. That's not how streaming works either. (laughs) It's not like you're just like sitting there on Facebook and then you get a notification. Man, Dom's doing really good at this game. Come watch it. Like, that's not how that works. (laughs) And also, that's not how glitches work. Like, there's not a glitch to where if you do a move, it glitches the game and just deletes your character. Right. <laughs> like, that's not a glitch. And also, if you know that's a glitch, why whenever they're recreating, like, why wouldn't why wouldn't Don Cheadle's character just fix it whenever he makes it to the game? Yeah, like, make that the first thing you did, since that's what yeah. ruined the game. But, like, there's that, and then, like, also, why would it take a week to rebuild your character, Dom. Like, that's not how game characters work. It's like, especially if you're making a game, it's not like the glitch just deletes the information in the game about your character completely. Because you did the move. Like, you know, also, what was special about that move? Because it was the LeBron James fundamentals move that, like, the video game couldn't handle all the fundamentalness of it. 
Like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> it's just two pure fundamentals. Video games can't handle the fundamentals. Also, I promise that's going to be the last time I say that word in this episode. Uh, don't believe me, I'm a liar. But, how, how are they reasonably going to put in this movie that people are watching shit on a cell phone and it sucks them into the fucking internet or whatever the fuck they want to say? Like, how? Why? Like, why is that a thing in this movie? Like, the stakes were kind of already there. You know? Even if, like, Dom didn't know it, why couldn't the stakes just have stayed if LeBron loses the game, he loses his son, and he's stuck in that world forever? Why is that not a good enough stake? Why does it have to be all these people that got sucked in there for real life are stuck, too? And the Looney Tunes will be, like, deleted. Like, why couldn't we just keep it simpler? Yeah. It just, no sense. But I do have a question for you guys. Do you guys like the concept, though, of the whole Warner 3000 system or whatever it is? That, like, you could just be scanned into something and then they could put you in any Warner Brothers movie ever? Do you like that idea? Mm, I mean, I don't hate it. Sure. I don't know how much I'd want to take advantage of it specifically, but I guess it would be kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, I guess it would just depend on what exactly you'd be doing with that. Would it be something where you could watch the yourself in the entire movie? Is this like something where you go and it's kind of like how they do filters and stuff where you're kind of scanned in there and you can look at specific scenes or like what what exactly would it be you know would it be something that you could do anytime you could insert yourself into any scene at any given time in the movie or whatever like what exactly is it and and you know how long can you do it for can it be the entire movie like can you can you can you and all of your friends scan yourself in there and be all the characters like what exactly you know, it, it would depend on what purpose it would serve and like what exactly, how much freedom do you have with it, I guess, you know. I get that. But I also just kind of agree with LeBron. Like that is the craziest idea in the world. Uh, let's move on though. <laughs> Heather, your turn, go. Yeah, I mean, I guess I think that the, another thing that I, I feel like maybe makes this movie slightly better for me is the uh i feel like the underlying story or like the story about lebron and his family was a little bit more captivating like the dynamic and the relationship between him and his son and you know um you know how his son wanted to impress him but he wasn't anything like him and all of that i just like that whole dynamic and the whole storyline revolved around that better than i did in the first movie um because i mean it wasn't really about that specifically, right? Like, if I remember right, it was just about Michael Jordan being Michael Jordan. Well, and, like, they yeah. just needed him, well, you know? Well, the stakes of that movie were that if the Looney Tunes lost, they would be, you know, slaves on Moron Mountain, 
But then when they added Michael Jordan to it, the stakes became also Michael Jordan would do that too. Right. This one actually did, as far as the situation goes with LeBron James and his son, there were actually more like, like bigger stakes, if you will. Yeah. Before that, you know. Right. So, and I guess I just thought that was a little bit more of an interesting storyline for this as well. Um, I also think that um, the kid who played Dom, who played the son, he, I think he did a good job. Like I had no complaints about his performance. I thought he did really good. Um, his name is Cedric Joe, but yeah, I think he actually might've been one of the better performances of this whole movie. So, um, but I do also think it's funny that, you know, the whole thing was he needs to get his son back and all this stuff. And the minute he turns into a cartoon and he's like hanging out with bugs, it's almost like that didn't even matter anymore. <laughs> it was just like a, I am a cartoon. This is Bugs Bunny. And it was just like the, yeah, the thought of like, I have to save my son really didn't seem to matter at all anymore as soon as he became a cartoon. So I thought that was interesting. Um, cause they make it like such a big deal. And then, oh, not anymore. I'm a cartoon now. This is crazy and this is cool. Let's explore this a little bit. You know, that's kind of just what it felt like. But no, I mean, I definitely agree, like, in the whole idea of how they were playing the basketball game and everything. You're right. It's obviously not real basketball and everything. But, and I don't know games. So you're right. I don't know the logistics of that or how that even really looks. But just the the fact that they tried to make it more than like just they they tried to add some interesting elements into it to make it more modern um yeah like with the style points and all that i thought that was a good idea you know i thought that was kind of a cool a cool thing to do for this um and even though it didn't have a real specific soundtrack i i think that the music they did have in it was good i mean it was fine like the when you know they're coming out and they're you know making big points and stuff like that like i feel like they did good music to match up with it i didn't mind it it's just not like a standout soundtrack of course especially compared to the space jam soundtrack which is honestly the soundtrack is worth it more than the movie is to be honest with you so (laughs) but um yeah i mean i think and i also do have to say with don Cheadle. um He's just kind of great. Like in general, Don Cheadle is a fantastic actor, of course. So I think Jason's right. I think that he was having a little bit of fun with this and, um, and the overacting of it is, yeah, he definitely did do that, but it worked for the most part with what his character was supposed to be. It worked. He pulled it off. Um, and it, he just did his thing with it. And I think that's why that character as, you know, not saying that's an amazingly clever character, but he made it work a little bit better because of how he did the character than it might've been otherwise, if that makes sense. But yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's just interesting too, because like my understanding is that this isn't actually, obviously, I mean, like it's not LeBron James's real family. Right. So it's just kind of like, well, I mean, especially when it comes to the wife, it's like, you could have actually had that be his wife. I mean, she's not really in it enough for it to matter. Like you didn't really need to get this big name or this whatever actress 
even though she's a great actress, you don't need her for that part. You could have literally just had it be LeBron's wife, you know? Like, I don't know why they do that. Um, like, if you're making a story built around the specific athlete, why not just make it their family, you know? I understand the kid maybe not being his actual son because he's a lot more involved in the story. So he like having an actual actor play that part, I guess makes sense, but I don't know. I just feel like they, they could have just made it his family. I don't know if that's just me, but you know what I'm saying? Like you don't really need these, you know, big time or paid actors to be his family, you know? Oh, I agree. But yeah. So, but anyway, um, but that being said, I mean, they did a fine job, you know, I mean, sure, they were believable enough as his family, um, as believable as really anything else in this movie is. <laughs> um, yeah, and I do, uh, yeah, I do, <laughs> I want to talk about the joke that Jason mentioned, but I'm going to wait until he talks about it because he brought it up first. So, um, but, you know, I think that I don't know if it's just because I don't watch cartoons really anymore or Looney Tunes anymore. I feel like they were, they weren't non-factors, but they were really a lot less important feeling in this movie (laughs) than they were in the original one. Like Bugs was like more annoying than anything. And, um, like you just feel like, I don't know. Like they, they just really were very secondary to everything else that was going on. It almost felt like they were secondary even to like the, the goon squad and who they were and how they were created and came about and all this stuff. You just feel like they were very secondary. Like, and they, they did their thing, you know, they do their Looney Tunes stuff, but like there was no, like even in the, um, the parts when they're doing like the, the practicing and the building the team and all of that stuff, it just felt like it was kind of like a letdown. Like there, it wasn't a good introduction really back into the Looney Tunes, if that makes sense. Like it was just kind of lacking. It wasn't exciting. It wasn't like, Oh my gosh, I'm excited to see this, you know, Looney Tunes character. Like you don't really get any of that vibe as much as you can really get it from this movie. You know, it just felt like it was lacking in building up the importance of the Looney Tunes in this movie for my, for my liking anyway. Um, but also that being said, the parts when they were going around and they're collecting all of the Looney Tunes, it was humorous. It was clever, you know, putting them in different parts of the WB universe and them having to go and get them from those different places. I thought that that was a clever thing to do, um, you know, and like a way to kind of explain like, oh, why they're not all together anymore and all this stuff. Like, I just thought that they did that really well. Like the part when they're, you know, in Metropolis and like Superman's there and all this stuff. Like it was just, I didn't actually think that they were going to show these characters, but then I was like, oh, they actually can. Why not? So just actually having these like appearances by Superman and Wonder Woman and Lola's whole thing where Lola is, you know, with Wonder Woman and training to be an Amazon and all this, like that was good. That was a good, 
scene and a good kind of reintroduction to her. But hers kind of felt like the only one that was really a good introduction back to her, back to the Looney Tunes character. Everybody else, like, it was funny and clever, but, you know, it was just kind of like, oh, haha, you know, he's in that world now. And oh, haha, you know, Granny's in the Matrix universe right now. Like, it was, you know, it, it, it was clever, but again, you, you just feel like you don't really get that sense of like, I'm so excited to see these characters returning that much from how they did it, if that makes sense. Um, but I do agree. They do have a lot of like really random, <laughs> like adult characters in this uh, film and doing the cameos and like in the audience when they have the captive audience watching the game. I did think it was kind of funny though. Like I'm just like sitting there like that's funny that the Night King is just sitting there watching this game. Like I did think it was humorous, but when you guys talk about it, I'm like, you're right. Like why? (laughs) What is the point of that in this kid's film? You know, especially like Pennywise and like the nun that you were even talking about, like all these things where I'm like, you're right. This kind of, uh, why what's the point in that? But for my sake, you know, because I don't care that it's not really a kid's movie in that sense. I thought it was kind of humorous. But um, other than the parts when they go to the different, you know, WB universes happening to collect the team back and, um, you know, some of the stuff that happens during the game when they're, you know, just their interactions with each other and uh, the cameos that happen during that. Those really were the only things that made this at all something that was bearable to watch. (laughs) So even though it was unnecessary and didn't really make sense for a kid's movie for the most part, it was the thing that made me not dislike this movie that much or as much as I expected I would. So, um, but no, I, I just think that it was a clever way to you know, be like, all right, let's go visit these characters and bring them back to the team. You know, they did it in kind of a clever way. So, um, and I, I did like the aspect of LeBron becoming a cartoon for a little bit. And then everybody became, you know, non-cartoon or in the non-cartoon universe, really. So that was, um, something different to put in it too. But, and I say, I like these things, like saying like is a very strong term, but I thought that it was an interesting element to put in it. Um, it it definitely could have been better if it was a lot more focused, as Jason said. I think that that's actually a really just kind of the best way to put it. It doesn't have a lot of focus. Like, it's trying to do all these things. It's trying to prove that it's a relevant reboot or whatever. And it does it does not have the focus that it should have. And the attention to detail, kind of like what Sterling was saying about the scoring and the points. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's whatever. Like, it's kind of like I care less about the movie. But even so, it was still something that I was like, you know what? I didn't walk out of this movie like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. Definitely not even close to being good or the best thing I've ever seen. but it was not as bad as I expected. So there's some elements in it that I think were done in a clever or humorous way. 
um, and the modern version of it. Like I know that, you know, I guess maybe I liked that a little bit more than you guys did, but you know, it, it made it more interesting for me at least. So, um, and maybe it's because I had seen Space Jam so much as a kid that watching like a fresh, like newer take on how they would do it now was more interesting to me. I don't know, but, and you're right. LeBron was definitely a better actor than Michael Jordan was. So that also helped. So yeah, that's what I got. All right, Justin, what about you? Okay. So, um, I'll just, uh, I guess just to start with some things that, um, I I did like about it. I do think that the first half of the film was a lot better than the last half of the film. I do think that, um, I I didn't mind, um, the stuff with, at first, I I really thought that this had the ingredients to be like a lot better than the original one because some of what you guys talked about, um, I I agree with as far as the whole, uh, dynamic with LeBron and his son and everything about him wanted to be a great basketball player and focus on that, but his son was, you know, this, person who liked to create these video games and he was a gamer you know he was kind of more in tune with that and so you know lebron kind of trying to having to learn that lesson about how you know even though you're passionate about basketball you know you've got to be passionate about what your son is passionate about and stuff like that and and to me that wasn't a bad story like that's not a bad story and that would have been a good way to and that's a good message you know to kind of bridge the gap between you know the kids and adults and families and stuff like that to me that was not a bad message or that was not a bad premise uh but i just feel like the execution (laughs) after that though after that premise was set up was just so crazy that it just didn't quite land uh by the time you got got to the end of that it it was just weird how it it all kind of came together because then the sun kind of is against LeBron. So there's this weird thing where the son is doing things that is helping the opposing team. And then you, you know, so then you got to get him over to the side of LeBron again and all this stuff. I just don't like how they arrived where they arrived by the time we got to the basketball game. I just thought that that was weird that the son is just like, okay, um, algae rhythm. I'm just going to listen to you and, go against my dad i don't know that was just kind of weird without a without hardly any pushback you know i mean i know that lebron didn't understand you know i know that you know lebron your father didn't quite understand what you were doing with the game developing and stuff but i mean i don't know if that was a big enough reason for him to just kind of go against his dad so i don't know i just didn't completely buy all of that i guess but movies got the movie you know but 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 i just think that maybe there was a better way uh to get to that and yeah so don Cheeto's acting i really think was effective in those scenes as far as just how entertaining he was being and everything like that so that was something that 
that I did appreciate, even though I got problems with the Algie Rhythm character and how he was written and his motivations, but I do think the portrayal by Don Cheetah was an entertaining one. It was one of the brighter uh, spots of the film. Um, whenever LeBron goes to Toon World, I didn't hate all of that. You know, it was pretty nostalgic to see the Looney Tunes because, I mean, I haven't seen any Looney Tunes anything in a long ass time. So, uh, so it was nostalgic to see some of the old Looney Tunes gags like painting something on the side of the wall and then Bugs Bunny goes through it. But then when LeBron tried to go through it, he ran into the side of the mountain, you know, like stuff like that. I haven't seen in years. So some of that stuff kind of put a smile on my face, just seeing them do some of their annex or Wally Coyote holding up signs and stuff to exclaim something or say something because he can't yeah, Wiley talk. Yeah, actually or, was pretty good. Yeah. You know, just uh, like all of these little things that you that, that you remember watching when you were younger about them and stuff like that. So some of that, it was uh, cool to kind of see them doing their annex again. And then Marvin the Martian, you know, uh, hearing his voice again and, you know, all of that stuff. And, you know, Bugs sort of tricking him into getting on the, on the ship and all of that kind of stuff. You know, th- there was some stuff about this where it was very, it did take you down memory lane. And if you remember those characters, if you kind of remember uh, that time and that childhood watching them and growing up with them and stuff like that, you know, some of that stuff, I'm not going to lie, it did get, a, it got a smile out of me. Some of that stuff did get a, a laugh out of me because I'm just remembering, yep, that's what he does all the time or whatever the case may be. Um, some of the stuff, like whenever they went to Metropolis, um, some of that stuff was kind of cool seeing some characters I didn't expect to see and stuff like that. I really did like the, the Lola buddy, um, with Wonder Woman thing. I really did like yeah. that. To me, that that is probably one of the best parts of the movie. Not not just because it was Lola and she was there and stuff like that, but and even though the, that was fine, that was probably the right character to have there. But I love the way that was depicted, like with the different comic book strips and them moving mm-hmm. from diff- from strip to strip. It felt like they were kind of in a comic at times and. All of that stuff that was happening. I really thought that that was cool. I did. I really thought that that was one of the cooler parts of the movie. And even though I was sitting there going, why is Mad Max in this? It was kind of funny seeing them dressed up as Mad Max characters and doing all the crazy stuff with the goth Mad Max looking, you know, costumes and stuff like that. So some of that was kind of entertaining and stuff like that. But the more it went on and and the more they just did stuff like that, the more it just felt like Warner Brothers just kind of just advertising itself. At first it was kind of like, okay, that was kind of creative. And then after a while, it was just reference after reference after reference after reference. And I just felt like I got beat down with all these references and characters and this, that, and the other. And 
by the time it got to the end, I guess we'll segue over into the dislikes. By the time it got to the basketball game, I just found all of that to be kind of distracting. I was more looking for, I, I was more distracted looking at characters and seeing who I could find and looking and seeing what King Kong was doing than I was even focused on the basketball game. Like I was just, there was just so much going on. And then it was weird because some of the characters you could tell, like, like the mask, the mask was there. And obviously it wasn't Jim Carrey. So then it was kind of weird because it, it was like, it felt like there were all these cosplayers or stand-ins or just mm. people or, or like looping CGI. I guess videos of characters doing the same actions and stuff over and over. So it, 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 to me, it kind of distracted from the game, but maybe that was the strategy because like I said, there really just wasn't a basketball game. It was just all over the place. Like, Oh, there were style points and then you could get, you could jump and do bonus stuff and all this stuff. But because these rules were never really explained to us, because none of this would made any sense. Like they're scoring thousands of points and everything was just so random and arbitrary. I think it took away from the game. Like, like you didn't understand it because the, it, they didn't bother to explain it. So it didn't, you didn't understand. Like, even though there were stakes, it, it just took away. It didn't feel like there was much of any because so much random was happening and so much like, you know, crazy stuff was happening, but I didn't understand what the difference was. And like Sterling was saying, just the inconsistency, like they scored thousands of points. And then the last half of that game, everything they were doing just only added up to a few points. Or when you've got the the Damian Lillard kind of goon character who can stop time and all this stuff like that. Well, I mean, why wasn't he just doing that the whole time? You know, you know, up until Granny had her Matrix counter, why wasn't he just trying to stop time the whole time? You know, like it, it was just weird. Like, like the, they would introduce stuff. And then those characters would just never do it again. Or either you just never understood, like, what was this game? And I don't know. I guess when I think about the original, at least it was basketball. At least I understood what was happening. At least when somebody dunked or somebody scored or somebody shot, I understood that they were scoring points and it was basketball. So I don't know. I think that sometimes less is more, you know, sometimes more is just simply more and it doesn't mean it's any good. Sometimes less and more focus is just to me more entertaining and more understanding. And with that being said, I didn't understand this character, this algae rhythm character. It was like, okay, I'm, I want to be noticed. So my plan is I'm going to capture LeBron and I'm going to challenge him to this basketball game. And when we play basketball, more people will watch it because it's him and he's the best player. So then I will be more popular or I will have more power. Like I didn't understand this character. And if you can manipulate everything in this 
Warniverse or whatever they called it, the 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 Warner Brothers Internet verse or whatever it was called. If you can manipulate everything in this world, why did you even need to play basketball? Like if you can change things and alter people's like <laughs> where they are, and if you could literally just suck regular people into the 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 internet or whatever they were, the the war I'm just gonna call it the Warniverse, because I forget the technical name they use, but the Warniverse and all of this stuff, then why did you even need LeBron James to why did you even need to play basketball? Why did there even need to be this deal if you could just get anybody in there at any given time? Like, and keep them there. Why did you need to do any of this? So it, it, I just didn't understand that character at all. I didn't understand the, his powers or why, or, you know, or at least it seemed like he could literally do anything. So I didn't understand why he needed to win this basketball game against LeBron or trap LeBron or, uh, I mean, there are a hundred, there are millions of other celebrities or people that you could trap or if it was just about being popular or being noticed or, and I just wish that they had done something different. Why couldn't his program have been expiring or there, there was about to be an update or something, or he was afraid that somehow his program would be lost. So maybe this was a plan to kind of for him to kind of permanently stay in the system or whatever the case may be. I don't know. I just felt like there was another way. There was another way for this character to have some sort of motivation that made sense, but it was just weird. Like he was all powerful, but then also he was powerless at times and it just didn't make any sense to me. I, and again, just back to the original, I just thought that that was better. Like, I like that the problem came to the tunes. Like, oh, these aliens that run this amusement park are, are, are losing money. They can't, you know, they're, they're struggling. So they're like, oh, I know what we'll do. We'll get the Looney Tunes and we'll just make them permanent slaves on this park. And then our attractions will be better because the Looney Tunes are entertaining. And so bugs, sees them they're small in stature and he's like uh yeah how about this we'll challenge you to a basketball game thinking these little aliens would never beat us at basketball and then the aliens steal talent from actual nba players so then the the car the looney tunes are like crap well we better get michael jordan's help you know he's retired so that's why his talent wasn't taken. He wasn't there. So they went to him because they were like, Jordan, you're like the best. Help us. I don't know. To me, that just way made way more sense than this. It just made way more sense than what Don Cheetah was trying to do or this whole thing with LeBron. I didn't even understand why he needed to challenge LeBron to a basketball game. So that that was just mind boggling to me. Hmm. And so then by Makes the time sense. you get to the, to the end of this and like, you know, I, and some of that I didn't mind. I didn't mind the lesson learned at the end and LeBron kind of realizing, man, you know, I, I've, I've overlooked the, the passions of my kid and I got to be better about that. And I got to be a better father to me. That wasn't even a bad message, you know, but I just wish that some of these other elements just could have been better executed so that that 
message landed a little more. And kind of to what you were saying, Heather, about the, the rest of the Looney Tunes, like they did just kind of seem there, you know, it, it did just kind of mm-hmm. seem like they were just not really an integral part. It was like there were two separate things, at least in the old one, it felt like, okay, they need each other. They need Michael Jordan yes. and the Looney, and you know, and the Looney Tunes need him. But then he also had to learn from them. You know, this is the tune world. I've got to do things different here and everything like that. So it was kind of cool at the end of that movie how he uses a cartoon move and stretches his arm and kind of wins the game for the tune squad. And that one, he sort of even though he's Jordan and he's stubborn and arrogant and all of this stuff, and he's the best and all this stuff. That was a cool arc that he learned from the tunes and actually did like a cartoon move to win. This one was weird because LeBron had to kind of learn from his son because the son was the video game creator thing. But then you also had to have him sort of like accept the tunes and be like, okay, tunes, you do tune things so it was just so all over the place with that i just don't know if any of that quite landed it was just kind of a a big smorgasbord of stuff you know like i feel like if there was some way to kind of make that a little more linear or maybe if the son was with him the whole time how come it couldn't have just been him and his son going through this and being tunes and all of this stuff and maybe the if he was with his son the whole time and it was them two trying to get out of this and there was the evil algorithm man against the two of them, then, and maybe, you know, you have LeBron and the son be at each other's throats kind of constantly in this as they're going through the tune world and all this stuff. But maybe they kind of, and maybe the son understands the value of the tunes and stuff like that. You know, he's younger, so he can, he connects with the tunes, but LeBron's the adult. He doesn't connect with them. And maybe it's about the son making him realize, look, you got to let the tunes be the tunes, just like you got to let me be me. I don't know. I feel like there was a better way to tell this story and kind of structure it and kind of put it all together. But the way they did it, it was just weird. You know, I, I just felt like it. It th- there was a way to kind of line it up better. And they didn't do that. So we got 30 extra minutes that we didn't need. (laughs) And I feel like if you had kind of condensed it or maybe done it a different way, probably could have been a lot shorter too. So, you know, actually that you say that, like if they had had a scene or something before uh, Dom kind of joined up with algae rhythm, (laughs) um, like just kind of, you know, he's showing the Looney Tunes the game or something like that where maybe the Looney Tunes bonded with the sun and then you could have made that connection a little bit more about like, okay, I need to let all of you just do your own thing. Like, maybe just like his son sort of connecting with these Looney Tunes about like their different like things that make them them. Like, I just feel like that maybe that would have been a better way to try to make that point, you know? Um, I don't know, but yeah, I think you're right. There was a different way or a better way they could have done it. I just can't pinpoint quite what it is. Yeah. But even like what you said there, like if they had used some of those elements, like I think if LeBron and his son were together, 
And the son is like, oh, wow, look at all this. This is amazing, all this stuff. And LeBron is the adult that's like, man, we just were trapped. We, we could die here. You know, we got to get out of here. Let him be kind of the adult, all business person and let the son kind of be the one that's embracing this Warniverse or whatever it yeah. is. And it's kind of more open to it and talking to the tunes and connecting with them and stuff like that. And let that journey of them experiencing this together kind of bring them together. I do think separating them or having the son be manipulated by the bad guy, I think that that was kind of the mistake of it. Like, because Algie Rhythm could have just copied the son's game anyway. I don't think he needed the son to do that, given the powers that you gave him. He could have got the idea from the son and hacked his son's game. And that could have been why the glitch happened in the first place, because that was him getting in there trying to figure out this mm -hmm. game. And then it's the son who realizes, oh, no, he's using. We're not playing a regular game of basketball. He's using my game to manipulate this. And so then it's the son kind of helping LeBron and the tunes and everything kind of. And then that's how LeBron sort of sees and learns the value of his son's game and his knowledge and his know-how because he actually did need it to overcome algae rhythm. I don't know. I just think there was maybe a better way. And that was kind of what they had in a way, but they had to do this weird thing where, you know, Don was over here with algae rhythm. And then in the midst of the game, he had to realize, uh Oh, algae rhythms, a bad person. And then you kind of had to have this mm. turn and all this stuff kind of happened. I just wish they had like, I wish Don was already over here. Because having the kid go yeah. through with the tunes and stuff like that, that way you would have got a kid's perspective interacting with all of them and all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Yeah. To contrast exactly. with LeBron's. Yeah. And then you could have had some funny jokes in there too. Like, because when they go to different worlds and like LeBron is all, man, you know, we're in, this is Mad Max. This is cool. And then the kid could have been like, uh, I don't see what's so cool about this. You know, like you could have had them disconnecting on what worlds they thought were cool and what, what which ones they did you know lebron being older he would have thought that the game yeah. of thrones dragon and all that was cool and then his kid could have been like eh, i don't see the big deal in this you know you even could have had some kind of cool stuff like that in there you know if they were both experiencing this at the same time so yeah but anyway i digress you want to talk about the joke you liked? Well, before the... Oh, crap. Well, I can't believe that, I forgot about that. Um, no, I just want to talk about one of the things you were talking about, like, with the whole dynamic, or, like, where the kids should have been here and there, like, throughout, you know, with the match and stuff. Like, I agree with what you were saying, Justin, because, like, with the whole thing with the, you know, that Don Cheadle's character, because I refuse to say that name, um, could... <laughs> like listen to everything like when he was talking about the board meeting but he's like yeah I was listening through that and the fax machine the camera phone and the printer and the thermostat but then the that little scanner thing that he had on his phone was like brand new and I'm like well if you're something that could like hear and take over and do all this stuff how did you not know like about a lidar scanner like <laughs> How would you not know that exists? 
And then you're able to get that to exist and then learn how to use it as a transportation device to 100% digitize people. Um, I agree though. It should have been where like maybe, uh, you know, Don Shields character had just stolen the game and LeBron had to listen to his son to win it. Like he could have been like, no, Dom. Like you could have done it a lot of the same way. Like the first half, you'd be like, no, Dom, you sit on the bench. You know, yeah, we'll deal with this because it's fundamentals. And then at halftime, whilst he learns to have fun, he also learns to listen to his son because it's his son's game. And that would have been yeah. a very easy way to switch that up. And it would have made a little bit more sense. You also could have the fact of like, why didn't Dom go and just talk to his mom also? Like, yeah, when her mom was standing there, why didn't he just go talk to her? Because, like, you know how LeBron was trying to be like, no, he's going to just, like, keep everybody here if the goon squad wins. And the son's just like, whatever, dad, it's not that serious. It's just you fun basketball. Like, but why wouldn't he go talk to his mom <laughs> and his mom just go like, Dom, for the love of God, they're going to trap all of us here if you don't quit this shit. Right? Yeah. 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 True. Or even the brother, like somebody yeah, trying to reason with saying, him. Why didn't he go talk to his family? They were in the front with everybody else. Like they were very obvious to see. Like, and I do agree with you, Justin. Like, whenever they were doing the whole thing, they hadn't shown, I guess, Cronius or whatever the fuck they ended up calling Dame Lillard's monster character. And I was like, where the fuck is Dame at? Like he was there. I'm like, where the fuck is Dame? And then he's like, you know what time it is. And he's like, oh yeah, I know what time it is. I was like, oh no, they're going to do that Dame mode. (laughs) And then it was just Dame mode. And it was like, which that was a, I don't know what that concept was or was not. That was very weird. And, but like, I don't know. And then also, what's his name? Lil Rel? Lil Rel, when you have a talk real quick. I know that you were meant to be like the funny commentator. You know, the young guy to you know to <laughs> Ernie Johnson. You know, all one you know, Ernie Johnson, one of the all time great basketball voices out there. You were meant to be the comedic guy. Be like, nah, man, it's cool because video games, yeah, cool. But the second worst name in fictional history has got to be what they called Clay Thompson's character in this, which was Wet Fire. <laughs> <laughs> and when they said that name, Wet Fire, and Ernie Johnson's like, I don't get it. And Lil Rel's like, no, Wet Fire, that's cool. No. <laughs> no, you don't do that. You have dignity. You don't say that line. Because you know what? It's not cool. The name Wet Fire. Also, what was the point of wet fire? Because he was mostly just wet. He didn't mm-hmm. really turn to fire that much. Like, why whenever he was like going through that thing and like getting su- sucked up by the fur monster, why didn't he do it again and ignite him on fire again like he had done earlier in the game? Like, it's just so weird. It's just like the second half of the game, he forgot that he could turn into fire. It's like, dude, you're you're fired. Just walk up and grab people. Just walk up and give LeBron James a hug as fire. 
Game over, you win. I know. <laughs> like, what are they doing? But like, wet fire. What the fuck kind of name is that? That sounds literally like a name that a child comes up with. But no self-respecting <laughs> adult would allow it to stay. <laughs> like, and then, you know, because then Little Rogue goes, you know, what fire? That's cool. And Eugene Johnson's like, yeah, because he's wet and fire. Yeah. Okay. Dumb. Just dumb. All right, Justin, talk about your joke. Okay. I'm glad you reminded me, Heather. I would have been, felt really bad if I forgot to mention that. But yeah, <laughs> the, the, but the jokes of jokes was definitely when they were at halftime and I forget what character it was, but Sylvester. they were like, guys, yeah, well, that's right. Sylvester, guys, I found Michael Jordan. And then, you know, everybody's like, oh, Michael Jordan. And then, you know, LeBron is even looking like shocked, like, oh, man. And it's so funny because you're thinking, oh, are they going to actually have a cameo? Is he going to actually have a cameo or say something encouraging or something like that? And it does the whole. And you see this silhouette and it is Michael B. Jordan. And I'm not going to lie, dude. I. I exploded. Like I, I, la- I laughed hard at that. And then somebody was like, "This is not." We were talking about Michael. Man, you brought Michael B. Jordan. We were thinking you were talking about, you know, Michael. That that was. I thought that that was hilarious. I, that definitely landed with me. I did laugh. That well, got a laugh out of me. It, oh, it, go had, ahead. it had the joke of Michael A. Jordan. Yeah, we you were talking about Michael yeah, A. Right. Jordan, not Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah, Michael A. Jordan. We thought you were talking about Michael A. Jordan, but you got Michael B. Jordan. And then he was like, and then uh, Michael B. Jordan said something funny. He was kind of like, so uh, I forget what he said, but he was saying stuff. And then everybody was just looking at him awkwardly. And he was like, it was too much, wasn't it? It was too much. Okay, I'll let you guys get back to it. And then he just <laughs> left. <laughs> and I thought well, that was funny, man. Heather, Heather knows no, what he that, says because yeah, oh, that, you know, it's, it's oh, from Friday yeah. Night Lights. Yeah, he says, clear eyes, full hearts can't lose. And he keeps saying it. That's like a famous, famous line from Friday Night Lights. So oh. I thought that that was like extra funny that he was kind of like making fun of his show or referring his own show at the same time, which is a football show. So he's like, he has nothing to do with basketball. He's like a football person. <laughs> so, you know, it was just kind of extra funny for me because I got his reference of what he was saying. So, Oh, see, I didn't even know that. I wish I had known that. Cause then I would have probably appreciated what he said. Yeah. But it was like still. their famous line from Friday night lights. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Huh. So see, there was even more like, inside jokes to that joke but no nah, yeah. that was but that was like i really laughed at that 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 actually got a big laugh out of me like i was like okay that was tight you know i did laugh i thought that that was probably head and shoulders the best joke of the movie i really thought that was the best gag that they came up with and i just wish that there was more, more of, that, of that level you know <laughs> Yeah. Oh, and also, if if that man, if Superman, if you're in front of Superman and you go Superman, 
my son and I are in tra- are in danger of being trapped here. Exactly. And you got the Justice League there. Right. There is no way the Justice League would not help you. There. That's, that's so it. true. That is so <laughs> true. You're right. Yeah, you go, Superman, my son's life is in danger. Will you please help us out? I know there, there was these shenanigans, but Superman, I'm desperate. Come on. Superman is going to help you out. out. And also, Wonder Woman. Yeah, Wonder Woman. Any of the Justice League. But also LeBron. Why weren't, like, when he did his dream, like I said earlier, why, why when you're doing your dream listing, do you not put a Harry Potter character? I still don't get it. Like, I get King Kong, Iron Giant, Superman are all great characters. I would not have put Batman on there just because I would much rather have Harry Potter. He's got a broom, a magic wand. Come on. Yeah. Or shit, if you really can pull from anybody, why don't you just get the Night King then also? He'll just walk around and stab (laughs) everybody. (laughs) That's Honestly, so many of those characters in the audience might have been more helpful. Yeah. Wicked Witch? I mean, I, I guess the Wicked Witch of the West wouldn't be good against wet fire, but... I mean, like, a flying monkey. How would a flying monkey have not helped? They just pick up the ball and fly over and drop it in. Like, any number of things would have been better. Dude, the gremlins. I mean, Dude, they should have gotten a gremlin to play. Wet fire yes. accidentally get them white, like wet. Dude, all of a sudden you've got 9,000 gremlins there. Right. Come True. on, you'd be winning then. Uh, wasted opportunities. Really, all it did was prove that the Looney Tunes are not needed for this movie. <laughs> it's true. I mean, I think it would have made more sense. Like, I know they went Looney Tunes heavy because, you know, it's a callback to Space Jam. But I think the movie would have been just more interesting if it was just Warner Brothers characters. Like, just go with it then. Yeah. You know, instead of just yeah. showing them all and not doing it. I mean, granted, it would be a little unfair because Superman alone could beat the goon squad. Like his super, yeah. his super speed alone would do it. But, yeah. you know. And I know you loved that um, Spider-Man Infinity War fake out that Bugs did at the end there. <laughs> oh, oh, God. <laughs> He was just there, and he was okay. <laughs> He's just real life. Just I'm Bugs Bunny. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I did. Yeah, I don't know up? why I did the goofy laugh there, but <laughs> like a real sad moment of you know he risked himself and all this stuff, and then the next minute he's like, yeah, I you know I'm a cartoon character, so it's fine. Like really, no point at all in like having the sadness for any of them. Yeah, just ugh, so dumb. But I actually think that LeBron was right in that moment when he's like, "I'm not a cartoon character, and I'm not like you know, exactly. I'm not like a character in this game. Like I can do this, and it's probably better for me to do this." He, they should just let him do it, you know. Also, if that's his quote unquote signature move, why wouldn't he have just been doing it the whole game? It's yeah. his move. They yeah. call it the LeBron move. Yeah, why would he use it? (laughs) Especially when he's like, man, it's all about fundamentals. 
And that's his big, that's his big move of this is a big fundamental move. Like, ugh. <laughs> and I like how, yeah, but I, I like how they oh, just at ahead. the beginning of the movie were like, you missed that shot, LeBron, because you played video games once. I <laughs> know. Right. Uh, I uh, know. And, and, and he threw away his Game Boy. A Game Boy. That's one of the greatest handhelds of all time. Oh, his Game Boy. But then again, I probably would have thrown it away too if I was playing Bugs Bunny's Crazy Castle. Because, yeah, that is y'all a probably never played that. Game. That is a garbage ass game. So I guess it deserved to go in the trash. <laughs> but, but coach, we could oh, just we could just throw the cartridge out. No, no, this Game Boy is tainted. Out. Yep. Yep. Why the hell were you playing Bugs Bunny's Crazy Castle? Also, but I was. Oh, go ahead. Am I? I'm sorry. Am I wrong? But weren't the Ninja Turtles part of the WB universe? I don't think Warner Brothers owns Ninja Turtles. Oh, because I was going to say, why weren't they even in this movie? But I don't, okay, I, don't I thought maybe I'm wrong. Okay. I know New Line Cinema made the movie, and the comic books are in IDW now. Yeah, they're not DC Comics. Okay. I thought the movies at least were released by them, but maybe No, not. Was, that was New Line. I know that for sure. New Line Cinema did the Ninja Turtles movies. Okay. My bad, Justin. I cut you off. Go ahead. Oh, no. All I was going to say is that... Um, but no, Sterling, I like your idea about maybe it should have just been Warner Brothers characters and... Maybe if you didn't limit it to just the Looney Tunes, or if you at least had Don Cheadle using Warner Brothers villains or something. That was what I was going to say. The, Do to Looney play Tunes the and LeBron game. Like Looney Tunes and LeBron and his son versus the Warner Brothers. Like you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have the like superheroes do it because like, you know, they wouldn't fight for somebody to get trapped. But you could have like a Lex yes. Luthor in the power suit. Or yeah, Bane. But like, think about it. Like, they could have like played fucking against King Kong and had to figure out a way yeah. to distract him. And then it could have been Bugs Bunny and like the Red Baron airplane and like fly by King Kong and King Kong just chases him. And that's how they eliminate <laughs> yeah. King Kong. Yeah, you you could have done a lot of neat stuff with that. Like, if he was controlling any Warner Brothers property or just or just put, you know, he was like, I'm going to take this video game and the stats and everything that you have, but I'm just going to apply them to any Warner Brothers, to these Warner Brothers villain characters. So that would explain why they have basketball skills. So that would explain why, like, King Kong can now dribble a basketball, you know? Well, not even that. You the just case have King be. Kong just, like, sitting on top of the rim, knocking everything away. Yeah, and they yeah, he's just being like this ultimate rim protector. And then LeBron and them are like, man, what could we possibly do to him? That would have been cool, you know? Yeah, and you could have had like all these fucking like Warner Brothers characters. Like you could have had uh like some of the the villains from DC would have been great. You could have like why did they do all this shit, but then why didn't they put like a Mortal Kombat character in there? Because they own the Mortal Kombat universe. Because NetherRealm Studios is a part of WB. 
So like we couldn't <laughs> get a scorpion reference in there. You could put Pennywise and that's bad, but you can't or that's okay. You could put a <laughs> nun from a sex cult movie in there. You could put the fuckers from fucking Clockwork Orange. No scorpion though. You know, because that'd be too relevant because that's video game related. Yeah. Dude, yeah, you could have and you could have had like the flying monkeys be a part of it. You could have had they could have had the gremlins be a part of it. Like yeah, the gremlins could have been in there. Yeah. And it could have just Came been off like the bench. Yeah. Like just a nonstop just onslaught of WB characters. Oh, also And that would have been neat. How dumb was that fucking porky pig rap scene? Ugh. Oh Yeah, that was dumb. Oh, yeah, it's painful. Mm. Yikes! Yeah, there's just so many better things they could have done. But like, like I do agree with Heather though. Like, of one reason why I think what pulls this movie up to, like I said, the shitty bar that was set by the first Space Jam was the fact that I do think the stakes were better in this. Now, I do agree, Justin, that they shouldn't have had the stakes be like that, but you still could have had the the son in LeBron's more or less freedom on the line, you know? Like, and yeah. that was still ultimately what the stakes were in this. You know? Like, the stakes were, like, the relationship yeah. with him and his son, and whether or not they could escape from this serververse, or whatever they called it. Like, I think that was a better set of stakes than it was in the first Space Jam. You know, by adding like that, the relationship with the son into it, you know, I think that that adds a little more because like ultimately the stakes in Space Jam, well, yeah, it was like whether or not Michael Jordan would have to go to Moron Mountain and be a slave there. But it also was like his ego or like, does Michael Jordan even still have it? Yeah, he does because he's Michael Jordan and look, he's back in the NBA now. Yeah, Michael Jordan. Like, I mean, we get it, Michael Jordan. You're full of yourself. Rightfully (laughs) so. You were an amazing player. But I'm just saying, it was way more about stroking his ego. Like, I, that's one thing I did appreciate, I guess, a little bit more in this than in the first Space Jam. That all they did in the first Space Jam at Michael Jordan's expense was kind of make fun of him playing baseball. Yeah. But they didn't really make fun of anything else with him. Like, you know, like they couldn't say something like, oh, well, at least the Monsters aren't like the Detroit Pistons. We might be able to beat them. You know, since Pippen isn't here. Like they could, you know, but like in this, they made fun of LeBron a lot. Like a lot of the shit that people say about LeBron, like him leaving teams and all this other shit. He he let them come at him. Which is a lot more like then, like I said, Michael Jordan would be willing to do. So I do appreciate that LeBron was willing to, like, the the common things that are held against him, including the mm. whole won't take the last shot thing, you know, won't take the last shot, will bounce around teams, this and that. He would let them do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those were in there. You know? So I, I at least appreciated that he would at least let them be self-deprecating to him with a lot of that stuff. Yeah. You know, they even made fun of the fact that 
he's doing something that Michael Jordan did also with Space Jam. Like, you know, so I appreciated at least some of those aspects with it. Well, it doesn't do it enough for me to appreciate anything else in this movie. It's it's at least at the heart of why, well, I think it is slightly more flawed in a lot of ways, why I think it's still ultimately of the same quality as the first one. Mm. Yeah, I get that. And I don't want anybody to misconstrue what I'm saying either. Like, even though I do think the original is marginally better, that doesn't mean I think the original is good. I am definitely not one of those people right. that's like, the original is a classic or anything like that. But, and, and sometimes, man, sometimes things are just a product of their time. And at that time, I just think that, you know, th- there is something nostalgic about the nineties and all that time and all that stuff. Cause that's the time we grew up in. So people sometimes just have a connection to things, you know, and Michael Jordan was one of those things that's synonymous with that time. You know, he could just at that time, he could just do no wrong. So, of course, when that movie came out, uh, everybody was on board because, I mean, it's Michael Jordan. He's a winner. He, you know, he won all these championships, this, that, and the other. He was like the he wasn't the king of just basketball. He was the king of sports. I I don't think it can be um, understated just how popular he was at that time. So that really, I think, helped elevate that movie in a lot of people's eyes. And then on top of that, the, the song is catchy. I still remember that song. I still remember some of the lyrics to that song. You know, it did have a catchy song. It did have a catchy soundtrack. It it had more NBA players at that time in it and stuff like that that were talking, had lines and stuff like that. So it just, you know, at that time, I think that's why people, I think, look back at that and say, oh, yeah, it was just this big thing because that's what, because it was Michael Jordan. He was the biggest thing at the time. LeBron, man, this is just such a different time. You know, uh, it's such a different time. The way that LeBron is looked at in sports is not the same way that Jordan was looked at at that time. The Looney Tunes aren't what they are at this time that that they were at that time. And and that might explain why Warner Brothers thought, well, we got to have all these other things in it because, you know, this can't ride on just the Looney Tunes like the first movie could. So we got to have all this other stuff. You know, we're trying to bridge that gap. So I definitely understand like some of the the things and some of the differences and stuff like that. It's, it's interesting to talk about, but none of that means that, that I think that the old movie was great or anything like that. I do think that it it has the advantage of it just came out at a time where, you know, the mindset and things were different. But there were some better things about this. Like, I, I do like that Lola Bunny was not <laughs> sexualized, which is just weird to say. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. You that. know, like, uh, y- y- you know, th- th- that's even weird to say. But I do like that that in this it was she was just a you know she was a strong female character and zendaya did a good job 
with, with the voicing of her as well. But like, so there are things about this that are an improvement. And like y'all said, the father-son drama was an improvement. You know, th- there are things that I do agree are better, you know, th- than the other movie. And like I said, if if I do think one is better, it is only marginal. I'm talking point zero zero zero, you know, zero zero four two percent or some shit like that. This is not like, oh, this one is a classic and this one is absolute garbage. Nothing like that. So I just don't want that to be confused by anyone either. That's fair. You guys got any more thoughts about this one? I am all out of thoughts about this. Oh, I don't, I won't ever have another thought again about it. On that note, thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Cinema Slayers podcast. Check us out on the internet at www.cinemaslayers.com or Facebook where Cinema Slayers podcast or Twitter and Instagram where we are cinema underscore slayers. Uh, give us a five star rating and review. We'd really appreciate it. Really help us out. Shout out to Plug Migo and Mundo Ochoa for our theme song and logos, respectively. Um, so I have officially decided what I'm going to do with this, with our our TikTok that we will be having. Uh, it is Cinema Slayers Pod on TikTok. And so starting August 1st, I had suspended my 90-day challenge I was doing myself. But what I'm doing, and it was because of this, so August 1st, from that day till the end of the year, every single day, I will be doing, I will be watching a movie and putting a short review of it on TikTok. So every day from August 1st to December 31st. And during that time, I will mm-hmm. not repeat a movie the entire time. Now, I'm not saying they will be all new movies or movies I hadn't seen before. I will have seen some of them, but I just won't repeat a movie during that time. And I will be doing short ones. Some of them will be short versions of what we'll be doing a podcast on. Because, you know, if we're, I'm watching a new release, I might not sit there and like watch another movie that day. You know, I don't have all the time in the world, but I will do a short version of that, you know, just so you can then listen to the long form version of it also to get more thoughts. So that is what I will be doing on TikTok with that Cinema Slayers pod on TikTok. Um, also, tell your family, tell your friends, tell your mothers, the sweet, sweet mothers. Did you know what mothers don't like? Probably this movie. Some may, but probably they don't. <laughs> and they'll want to hear all about it. And just remember, as always, Moon Knight is the best picture winner. I guess there's only really one song. Somebody have listened to me. Nobody knows anything but you. Get up, it's time to slam now. Alright. Welcome to the space jam. Cinema Slayer. Do your dance at the space jam. Alright, alright, alright. Come on to Sam. Welcome to the jam. Come on to Sam. And if you want to jam. That was good. That's just terrible.